Welcome to the Kaleidoscope with Allison Keys. This is a podcast from CBS News, and I am your host. The show is a breakout from the CBS News Weekend Roundup. President Biden signed a bill Thursday, making Juneteenth a federal holiday. On June 19th in 1865, enslaved people in Texas learned they were free more than two years after the Emancipation Proclamation was issued. We speak with Democratic Texas Representative Sheila Jackson Lee, who fought for this for a long time. That conversation held right after the House vote approving it after this break. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Well, there's a degree of exhilaration, uh, accomplishment, but also tribute to the ancestors, uh, tribute to those who did not make it to see only the second holiday, only the second that speaks to any part of the life, the history, the legacy of African-Americans in this country. The first, of course, being the birthday of Dr. Martin Luther King, which took two decades plus, and now the only holiday that refers Americans back to uh, this period of time, the original sin, uh, when people were actually held as property. I know that this has been a very personal battle for you. Are you feeling victorious? Uh, I am feeling the exhilaration. uh, And I got on the floor after speaking to take a moment to thank people. And I said, in the Christian tradition, the Black church, I'm feeling filled. Uh, I had a moment, a teary moment, as I was speaker pro tem. Um, The tears did not fully come, but I could feel myself saying, this is unbelievable. You know, you take these moments. uh, And I think why it's so moving for me is because it's about freedom. I just see all kinds of possibilities. With Juneteenth, uh, I'm going to say we broke the fear line. 415 members of the United States Congress voted. There had to be Republicans and Democrats. I took the opportunity to engage our friends on the other side of the aisle, even those who uh, were sensitive about it being called Independence Day, rightly so. Um, but I think the, the, the breach was made, the line was sort of moved, that, that demarcation where whenever you say race, whenever you say uh, the descendants of enslaved Africans, Black Americans, African Americans, uh, it is a hesitancy, it's a why. And I asked the question, why not, as Robert F. Kennedy did. And it opens that day in the midst of this whole fury about uh, critiquing of the history and legislation regarding rejecting or pulling back on 1619 Project. It now says to people, how do you honor this day of freedom? How do you honor it without acknowledging a um, 250 years, more than a quarter of a century of bondage? and 250,000 left behind after 1863. I think we have an opening here. That's what I think. 
I've got to ask you, Congresswoman, there are both some conservative blacks and some of your Republican colleagues who say that this needlessly divides the nation by creating an Independence Day based on the color of people's skin. How do you respond to that? That is their interpretation. This gives a day of independence where my door, my celebration, my understanding is open to America. In Texas, when we celebrate Juneteenth, we are celebrating it with a multicultural community. I get to tell my story just as the indigenous people, uh, the real Americans, the Native Americans will tell their story. Or my Latinx friends will tell their stories. Or my LGBTQ community will tell their stories. It is quite the opposite. It is the question that we've heard often. John F. Kennedy said, freedom is not free. All of us will be able to tell the story. But the story of slavery and the escapes that were made before it ended, the Underground Railroad, the fleeing of slaves, the separation of families, that story will be told not so much in anguish as it will be told in an enlightened manner. There's no door to close on Juneteenth. I don't slam the door closed on the multitude of 47 states that are celebrating a Juneteenth right now. One of my colleagues from Pennsylvania, we shared the fact that Gettysburg and uh, the historic moments in Pennsylvania were part of the Union soldiers' history of fighting for the unifying of the nation. Pennsylvania is as much a part of Juneteenth. Uh, as I am in Texas and Galveston, they were excited to hear me say that. It is not a stop sign. It's not a door that closes. It's frankly a door that opens. I will be happy to tell my grandchildren, six years old, about Juneteenth. And I will say it is about freedom. But it is also to propel us to say that race issues are not to be feared. The George Floyd Justice and Police Policing Act should not be feared. A voting comprehensive response to the idea of voter suppression should not be feared. Ending mass incarceration should not be feared. And lifting the economic votes of all Americans through the American Jobs Plan and the American Family Plan should not be feared. I think we've got something here. And finally, close to my heart, still working on it, H.R. 40, the Commission to Study and Develop Reparation Proposals should not be feared. We have opened that door, sitting in that speaker's chair, honored as I was to look at member after member that cast their vote, I, for only the second holiday in the nation and the nation's history, to point to slavery without the anger of that time frame, of that period, to now bring it where we can come together to speak about freedom voting, justice, equality, freedom. Really briefly, Congressman, what are you doing for Juneteenth? We'll be celebrating with the legacy of Juneteenth in Texas, and that is the children of Representative Al Edwards, who was the father of Juneteenth in Texas, now deceased. We'll be celebrating with uh, the descendants uh, who remained in Galveston, uh, who will be having an unveiling of a huge mural. And in my remarks, I will share with you, I will try to put myself in the place of the multitude of slaves that stood around the Union soldiers and General Granger as he came ashore or came uh, to a place, most of whom could not read, 
but they gathered around. I, I, I have the, the, the images of the faces, slaves out of fields, some with families, some not, and listening to those words of freedom. What did they think? That was Democratic Texas Representative Sheila Jackson Lee, who had lost her voice from so much talking about an issue that has been dear to her heart. Thanks so much for joining us. Also, thanks to Ashley Armstrong for her production assistance. Like what you hear? Come back for more. There will be new episodes of Kaleidoscope with Allison Keys every Monday. Follow the show wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Allison Keys. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.